Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed Young continues the series, Woke or Awake, with a talk called Wokeology. Pastor Ed is tackling a topic that's buzzing in our culture, wokeism. He's going to dissect this concept with a biblical lens, helping us understand it from a God-centric worldview. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Today, I am in a series on wokeism, and we're gonna take some cool twists and turns during this series. Today, though, we're talking about the church, and we need to understand the church's role in wokeism. You could call this progressive Christianity. You could even call it liberal Christianity. It's infiltrated the church in so many ways. What is wokeology? I made that term up. What is wokeology? Basically, it's this. I am central and the source of truth. It's about me. And in wokeism, we've learned in this post-modernistic period, man has really looked inside of himself for answers. When I look inside of myself for answers, I'm just looking into the deep, dark waters of depravity. And I am the the man sovereignly ruling over this universe called me. I know truth. I mean, what's true to me is true, and what's true to you is true. So as long as you don't tell me what to do, or as long as I don't tell you what to do, everything is copacetic, everything is cool. This, though, has infiltrated the church. Soft serve ice cream. What? What is a woke church? I'm glad you're asking. I could tell you were asking that question. Number one, they, being wokers, emphasize the love of God over the holiness of God. In the Christian life, in a biblically functioning church, we want to teach and preach the whole counsel of God. So you've got steak and potato and vegetables, and you've got ice cream. You have to have both. It's like my friend Dion Sanders said, they asked him, Dion, do you like football or baseball best? He said, both. I have Dion's mobile number, I wanna brag. Hashtag, 
humbled. Of course, we played at Florida State together. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he was all American. I was all bench. It was great. <laughs> so in the Christian life, it's both. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to serve some soft serve ice cream. We're going to talk about the sweet things in the counsel of God. But also, we have to talk about truth. It's like when I, when I talk to our, our grandson, one of our grandsons, Thunder, and I told you this story. I said, Thunder, just like this. No. <sighs> You're not being nice. And that's the reason why pastors and leaders are so scared to talk about this subject. I mean, we're all insecure, I'm insecure. I wanna be liked by everyone. But when I talk about a subject like this, everyone is not going to dig it, I understand that. That's okay. I'll have some hate on social media. Maybe people will even cycle out of this church and go to the other you know, 1,400 churches in this area, I don't know. That was a joke. <laughs> but you have, to, you have to be ready for that, and all you have to do is look at the life of Jesus. After a hard saying, the Bible says, many left, many turned their back. But it, it's sad that so many of our voices do not talk about these issues. And our young people are dying to understand and process what this is about, the implications, where it came from, and how to process this, and how to stand yet. Here's what many pastors and churches are saying about wokeism. It's all about love. They underscore the love of God over the holiness of God. God is love. Okay, he is. I mean, God is love. You matter to God. If you knew how much you were loved, you wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. In fact, we can't even comprehend it. That's how much God loves us. That's, I mean, that's sweet. But also, there's the holiness side of God. Read the Bible. When God is described, he's described more for his holiness than he is for his love. Although he has perfect love and love flows from holiness. Yet when I talk about holiness, it's not really a popular subject. You gotta be holy in your thinking. Holy, and the Holy Spirit empowers us here. Holy in where you go. Holy in what you put before your eyes. Holy in your conversation. Holy in your business practices. Holy with your finances. Whoa, man, I don't like it. And a lot of times, I'm waking up on Sunday morning going, I do not want to serve the steak and baked potato. Give me the soft serve ice cream. Soft serve ice cream. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 14, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be, let's say it together, holy. It's, it's basically set apart. It's not like a, like a doggy downer. God's not raining on our fun parade. No, no, no. He says, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. We are holy. Jesus has made us holy. Once we receive Christ, his righteousness, his holiness is imparted into our lives. And because we have this commonality, we see 
God. The holiness of God distinguishes God as God. The love of God, 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 <laughs> holiness, the love of God, the love of God, well, holiness. There's gotta be a balance. All right, number two, number two, we're flying now. They offer the woke church an offensive free environment. I don't wanna step on anybody's toes. So I'm just gonna talk about the love of God. <laughs> I mean, I don't wanna offend anybody. Well, the gospel is offensive. The fact that we're sinners, I'm a sinner in need of a savior, that's offensive. Much of the Christian life is offensive. Much of it is not. There's that balance in it. Offensive. 2017, I had open heart surgery. Can you believe it? I was working out with a trainer. Everything was good. I was pretty much asymptomatic. I was told I was born with a little mitral valve prolapse, a mitral valve that wasn't quite right. The doctor said, I doubt you'll ever have to have any surgery, but we'll always check it. Walked into the doctor's office. He goes, uh, you need heart surgery. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, you have about six months to live. Are you kidding me? So, wow, I, I received the truth, even though it was really quite frankly offensive. Who are you, Dr. Laurie, to tell me about my problem? You see what I'm saying? But, but, but thankfully, I had surgery and I have no limitations whatsoever. I feel better today, really, in a lot of ways than I did prior to that. But one day I'll tell you about heart surgery. It's a trip. I have some funny stories about it. Really, really, really funny. We all have heart problems. Who am I to stand up here and go, everything's cool. I mean, Dr. Laurie could have said, Ed, you're working out, man. You've got a head full of hair. Well, I bought this hair. I have hair transplants. But... You look good, you're relatively lean. I mean, I mean, he could have told me all the good things. You have an amazing wife and family and you go to a great church. And, wow, those are good things. But the truth of the matter, I, I was dying. My heart was even enlarged. It was bad. So I gotta tell you, because I'm preaching the whole counsel of God, the good stuff, sometimes the bad stuff, it's not just a soft serve ice cream mentality. I love what 2 Timothy 4 says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. I don't want it anymore. I'm tired of the steak and baked potato and vegetables. Give me ice cream. Instead, they want something to suit their own desires, their own sweet tooth. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say, what their itching ears want to say. Ouch! At Fellowship Church, we want to be comfortably uncomfortable. It's one of our sayings. I'm comforted by Christ, no doubt about it. Yet, I'm uncomfortable for him. It's that balance. We don't have it perfect, no, no, but it's that balance. We have to make sure we, we have that. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. 
We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. What is the woke church? Number three, they, the woke church, streamline heaven and air condition hell. Is that a brilliant line? I didn't make it up. First time I heard that, I heard that from my, one of my seminary professors, the great Dr. Roy Fish. And when he told the class that, it like hit me in the solar plexus. Whoa! Read the research, most people believe in heaven more so than they believe in hell. It's fun to talk about heaven, it is. We've gotta talk about it. There is a heaven to gain, no question. Paradise, it's going to be like we can't even wrap our brains around here. Heaven for our family has become more and more real since our daughter suddenly and tragically passed away about, I don't know, a year and a half ago, a little more than a year and a half ago. I, I think about heaven more than I've ever thought about it in my life. I also, I guess, think about hell more than I ever have in my life. Here's what Jesus said about hell. Let me draw your attention to the last part of Matthew 13, 42. Weeping and gnashing of teeth, that's hell. God does not send anyone to hell. We make that choice. Hell was not designed for human beings. Designed for the devil and demons. So if you go to hell, you'll have to go against the will of God. So this gnashing of teeth, I, I play golf now and then, but golfers, you're on the 18th and you're like, okay, this is my PB, personal best. If I sink this putt, this is going to be it. So you go, man, I got to channel my inner Jordan Spieth. This can be it. This can be it. The ball rolls. That's gnashing of teeth. It's regret. It's remorse. And that's kind of funny, but it's an eternal regret and remorse that you had the opportunity, yet you missed it. Hell is a place you can do anything and everything you always wanted to do alone. We have to talk about heaven, and we have to talk about hell. Again, that, that, that balance. The fourth, the fourth characteristic of woke theology, I guess, they promote the meistic mentality, 
You're the star of the show. <laughs> I'm the A-lister in this movie, man. Jesus is playing a supporting role, and you know, when I need him, I'll move him up to the A-list, but right now, it's just gonna be me. I'm gonna do what in the heck I wanna do, and then I'll just kinda put a bless me sticker on it. And sometimes we think, well, how about, how about this statement? Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. That's true. But sometimes we take that and go, wow, it's by grace. Wow, I can just do whatever I want to do. Jesus, sit back in the back seat. I'm going to drive, and, and he's probably freaking out because we're just driving. But you know, hey, it's by grace, it's by grace, it's by grace. Mercy covers us, grace empowers us. It's the grace that gives me the horsepower to live a holy life, grace. Number five, this is another one, they concentrate on your potential over your depravity. We all, let me say this, have potential. We all have a magnificent, dynamic destiny, but, this is, this is important, only because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's it. That's it. So we have to have that balance. Now it's easy for me to talk about destiny and destiny and, 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 and God's will and potential and potential. Well, I have potential, so do you. Potential means you haven't done anything yet. You have potential. God though, once he infiltrates our lives, Jesus can, can show us where to go to reach our destination, our destiny. But many times, the way I want to go is not always the way Jesus wants me to go. And that's where humility comes in. That's where taking up your cross daily comes in. That's where dying to yourself comes in. Balance, balance. All right. Number six, they preach deliverance over perseverance. Hmm. I believe in deliverance. God delivered, for example, the children of Israel out of Egyptian slavery. I've known people, I've seen situations where God has delivered them. I believe God heals. I believe in all of that. However, you can't, you can't limit Christianity into some quick fix, deliverance, little, little prayer, and everything's fine. One time a guy told me this, this is hilarious. And this was a Christian leader, he told me this. You know, I had a lust problem, okay. And I was delivered from lust. Really? I've never met that man. The only way you can be delivered from lust, if you're a guy, is you, you die. That's it. I understand what he was saying, don't get me wrong. There was a moment when God revealed to him his, his lust, it was out of control, porn, and looking at women, whatever. I get that. However, after that deliverance, you've got 
perseverance. You've got the children of Israel after they were delivered doing what? Following the Lord. Following Mo with some serious momentum. And they had issues with that. So the Christian life is more about perseverance in a lot of ways than deliverance, but it is about deliverance. For example, I mentioned Lebeth passing away. I mean, why hasn't God delivered me from grief? Lisa and I are still struggling right now with grief. Deliver me, God! Well, I know Lebeth's in heaven, and we're, we're walking in perseverance day by day, but there are many days we, I mean, we'll tell you, we don't feel like putting one foot in front of the other. That, though, is, is the beauty of God because sometimes God is as much in the breakdown as the breakthrough. And we talk all about breakthroughs, and I love breakthroughs, and there are breakthroughs. There are breakthroughs. But also, sometimes God will break us down, and the breakdown is really the breakthrough. Take Lee Beth, for example. Yeah, God has delivered us in a lot of ways, no doubt. Well, how, how, how? What's been happening at Fellowship Church? That's, I believe, part of deliverance. The story that we've been able to share, not only here, but around the country, that's part of deliverance. Now, I would trade it all in to have Lee Beth back. We're writing a book about the situation and, and, and we've had so many people come up to us who've suffered loss and pain that we would have never ever talked to had it not been for that situation. What, what is deliverance in God's economy? What is it? That's, that's a great question, so we have to have that balance. Deliverance, perseverance, perseverance, deliverance. And obviously we believe God can heal and deliver, but also we, we know it's a day-by-day day situation. And I would rather just have the deliverance thing. Boom, I don't have to deal with greed anymore. Boom, I don't have to deal with lust anymore. Boom, I don't have to deal with anger anymore. Everything's cool, I'm fine. Christianity, in the most part, is not that way. Number seven, last one. They believe how you feel becomes the facts. Now, there's a verse I've been trying to find in the Bible. I haven't found it. God wants me to be happy. Surely it's somewhere in there, God wants me to be happy. I know it is because I hear people quote it all the time. I've even said it to myself, God wants me to be. Well, God wants me to be obedient. I will be happy, happy and peppy and bursting with love. I'm gonna have moments of happiness. I believe Christians should be the happiest people out there. We should be the most positive people out there. We should be the most encouraging people out there However, we cannot put our emotions on the same level as scripture. But remember, our emotions can, can, can lie to us. They can take us places that we don't wanna go. I mean, if I did what I felt like doing as far as preaching, I would talk about love and kindness and heaven and me and destiny and deliverance and emotion. Not the other stuff. If I felt that way. Soft serve ice cream. It's so, so important, but it's not the main ingredient of our diet. 
It's part of it. I'm so thankful that we serve a God of balance, aren't you? I'm so thankful we serve a God who is tough and tender, who is about the steak and the ice cream. Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues this series, Woke or Awake, as we uncover the wolf of wokeism. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the creative connection. Until next time, God bless.